This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dr. Drew here, and this is just a reminder that the discussions here are not a substitute for medical care or medical evaluation. This is purely for entertainment and education. We hope you learn something, but see your doctor, get proper medical care. You're listening to the This Life Podcast with Dr. Drew Pinsky and me, Mike Catherwood. That's right. We're doing it this time. So check it out. Thanks for listening. You live. And this is the You Live. Hashtag You Live, live everybody. Emily Morris, we got the team back together. Emily Morris sitting across from me. Band is Unbelievable. back Unbelievable. It's the whole gang. Oh, the Love Line amazing. gang. The You Live gang. I feel Very so goy. Uh, reminder, uh, thank you so much for subscribing to the show. It means a lot to us here. Um, and we appreciate seeing the ratings grow regularly. <laughs> but listen, if you download a podcast and don't listen to it, we don't get the credit. So please at least let everyone listen to it Just press play as best and do something else. Yeah, shower. there you go. Is that true? Yes. We it's depend a whole on, new thing. It's a whole new thing. And we depend on those downloads to support the podcast. And again, this is hashtag You Live. Me and Mike. Now Emily Morris in here. Uh, get some business out of the way. Uh, YouTube channel. Go to YouTube, Doctor Drew, and see the live videos and podcasts there. Subscribe. Also like us on Facebook, and I think some of you are on Facebook Live right now. Uh, Facebook.com slash drdrew or Facebook.com slash This Life Podcast. Uh, last week I had uh, Russell Brand on. Ooh. Yeah, it was very. I know Mike doesn't, doesn't like Russell so much, but he why did, did he keep saying that? He did a good job. He did a great job. It's a high uh, bar. For we me. did a live talk LA show together. It's available. I think it's available now for all to see. Uh, find the channel uh, and the videos on doctor.com. Be sure to download the podcast with a family of podcasts we have there. And I want to thank our sponsor, Hydrolite. And Emily is even I'm, a Hydrolite I user think, and fan. Drew, I was going to talk to you. I think I'm addicted to Hydrolite. There is no such thing, thank goodness. Oh, thank God. Uh, I didn't uh, ask you that. Like, Hydrolite, the, I, I keep telling people this. I, I wanted to invent this. I had this I product in my mind, which was a fizzy tablet that is equivalent replacement, uh, electrolyte replacement to an IV therapy. And so all this business of going on IV vans and stuff no, like that, nonsense. it's the same thing. I drink Use it before this. I go to bed every night. I drink it every day when I wake up. Susan, I don't do you have get her on this? You, you, she sounds like you. No, I'm a, I live, I have a, when I don't have it, I'm like, where's the hydrolate mm-hmm. in my office? We have to find it, and then I hide it away from everyone so they don't take it. I use a Jizzy tablet. Also, it's similar, but uh, uh, hydrolate banner with it fizzes. Uh, thirty percent <laughs> discount for those uh, vendors uh, on the Amazon site. Uh, also, if you click through on our Amazon banner, for, to, particularly for um, hydrolate. Also, uh, our friends at Alliant.edu. It is um, California School of Professional Psychology, an amazing place. They produce great professionals. Do check it out if you have any thought of going into any aspect of mental health. They have all different kinds of programs. And again, support our sponsors so we can bring you more of these podcasts. Now we can begin our show. Oh. Mike, what's the matter? You got That's a puss. Fine. Mike's got a puss from the beginning. Since, well, I, I, since I walked in, yeah. I thought he'd be really excited. I am excited. Uh-huh. What's going on, Mike? You want to talk? Let's have, let's <laughs> have a conversation. Is I mean, I... 
would imagine that that's what people want to hear if, you know, when us three are back together. Yeah, but, you know, but it always starts with you talking about something that you're upset about, oftentimes. I'm upset about this weird <laughs> reaction to the Harvey Weinstein situation. The, the fact part? that it's getting so, um, it's going too absurd, would you yeah. say? Yeah. Well, Rose McGowan went there um, almost immediately. She went to crazy. And uh, how, listen, it's very dangerous that for the sake of protecting the, the, the sexually abused and women who are oppressed <laughs> by powerful men, women by and large need to start paying attention to what they continually support. Uh, nobody, nobody wants Harvey Weinstein to get any type of special treatment or sympathy. The guy's a predator and and, he, and the women that he abused, um, they probably will never be perfectly okay. It's something that will live right. with them forever. But because of that, it doesn't mean that it should be an open season floodgate attack on all straight men that have ever been in Hollywood. Now it's like, oh, Oliver North sniffed my titty all, once. All of, all okay. of her, uh, or Oliver Stone. Stone right. yeah. Okay, I, under, I understand that part, but I don't have a problem with like Rose McGowan and everyone coming out against Harvey Weinstein because we elected a president who had similar allegations and no one cares. These You're things happen all the time. What I'm, I'm not saying, saying I have a problem with Rose McGowan coming out against Harvey Weinstein. But if there's That's awareness, what, that was something I understand that she the problem done. is coming out. She should have done what a long she's time done ago. now she is that yeah. she came but, out against Harvey Weinstein. Everybody went, that was very brave, that applauded, justifiably. So now she's like, oh, and by the way, there was a guy at Amazon who I told about it, and he didn't do enough. And then there was a guy that uh, I had craft services with in uh, in 1993 when I was on you know the set of uh, Sin City. I understand, but now there's awareness, and then hopefully there's a lot of guys in this position who are going, huh, you know, I've kind of done some things that are kind of sketchy. I've had some complaints, and maybe I should look at myself and get some help right now. So if this is what it takes for people to, you know, some guys look over their shoulders and think maybe I should change, I have no problem with I- it. Yes. Okay. If this is a catalyst to overall kind of recognition that guys should treat women with with respect, uh, yes, totally. I agree. But now there is a there is a huge group of people, you know, look at the Ben Affleck situation, the Jason Momoa situation where it's like, hey, you've said some things that could potentially be looked at as uh, degrading to women. Uh, Ben Affleck was a drunk 24 year old who probably banged seven chicks on the way to that interview and because some Canadian talk show host who by the way didn't seem to be uh, she was encouraging it yeah word, she but, didn't seem to be yeah. in any way not enjoying it you think um, she asked for it no no not asked for it but but she it's it's you know how when Mike says horrible things and you giggle yeah I, that's why I tell you not well, to giggle <laughs> just go hey Bothers I don't me giggle. To say that, Poop's but, not funny as much. No. Yeah. Listen, I don't, nev- I never, it. never in my life have I, and I, I do say gross and offensive things to women for the sake of you know getting a laugh. Never once have I ever been doing an interview and been like, "Why don't you just come sit on my lap?" I've never put my hands on any woman in a way that she would. And, and, like. and to be fair, you've never you've, you you know where the line is. But but my point is, he says stuff that shouldn't be encouraged, and people giggle at him because he's Mike, and it's like. Nobody should get away with things that make you uncomfortable. I didn't know about this Mike campaign that we weren't just. No, this is not about Mike. I get it. I'm kidding. I didn't know I wasn't supposed to laugh. I know what you're saying. I'm saying overall, I know I've had to deal with this. I used to work in politics in my 20s, and it was just part of the job. Well, how come those scumbags aren't? Hey, how come those scumbags aren't being outed? You've got some stories. I think you ought to tell them. 
It's time. It's time. No, but see, that's unfair. Wait, no, it's not unfair. It I is think unfair. It, it's unfair to let those guys go and behave like that and have behaved like no. that as long as they did. No, a lot of them are like not even alive anymore. A lot okay, of them are in position, a lot of them are time significant out. positions of authority right now. Me. They weren't like grabbing my boob. They were calling me. They're married. They're calling me in my hotel room if we were on like a trade well, mission, and it wasn't cool. Or I'd go to lunches with people, and they'd say, "You know, my wife's out of town." This would just happen to me in my twenties. All that could still happen, and I really I didn't have any other women to talk to about it. it was my friends and I would kind of joke like, yeah, it's kind of part of it. He thinks I'll sleep with him. I never will. Maybe we'll do some business together. Well, Here, and here's another thing. If Emily doesn't want to come forward, she's not being f- weak or, 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 or succumbing to fear. She doesn't want to have this Michigas in her life. With it, right? And it's her, it's her choice not it. to. You know? I thought it was part of doing business. Like, okay, this guy's going to flirt with me. I'll laugh off his comment about wanting to go back to his hotel room and the fact that he's married. I mean, it would happen all well, the time. Well, you said you have no one to talk to about this, but we have one for you. We have Who? Tawny Katane. Oh, Tawny, Tawny come on in here. Help, help Emily when I was, out. When I was younger, I'd know one. Now well, I have I'm, everyone. I'm guaranteeing Tawny's had some encounters with oh, some my gross goodness. guys in Hollywood. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Poor Tawny. You know. What? I mean, you might find this very interesting, but I really haven't. Really? Yeah, no, I haven't. My wife said the same thing. I, really? I, I, uh, oh, it's breaking up. Or I'll put, Your wife's never had a guy flirt with her inappropriately. Oh, no, she's, she's, had, she's had horny no guys grabbing flirt. her. She's like, never had some guy, like, even insinuate, blow me and you get this job. Or, you know, some of the stuff that is detailed in the Harvey Weinstein stuff, my wife's like, uh, by the way, Harvey's been an inc- an insufferable prick to me, but never anything like this. I, it's just and by the listen, I've experienced it, but from a gay dude, I was like, yeah, like come on, I'm a straight. First off, I'm straight. Right. Secondly, stop it, get away. I had a guy say to me, um, if you give me, oh, there you are. You give me uh, we got job, now. We've been I'll we've been we've been, we've been we've been unable to hear you, but now we can hear you. Go ahead. Oh, now we can. Okay, you can hear me now. There. Okay. Um, I, I was going to say this. Yes, this has happened to me. But this has not happened to me in any casting couch form yeah. at all. One time has this happened to me. And I knew coming into, because I knew we were going to be talking about this today. And I thought, oh, my God. For a second, I thought, oh, my gosh. What? No one found me attractive? Nobody ever did this to me? Rest no, assured, that's I not do, true. I don't. I mean, I don't. What? I said, rest assured, that's not true. I guarantee every well, guy that was within a 100-mile radius of you had a rock-hard bone. <laughs> no, well, don't giggle. Thank you. And I'm sure my dad listening to this right now is probably going to. Him included. Yeah. Him included. Yeah. It just wasn't for you. Yeah. Oh, God, that is disgusting. But anyway, <laughs> this is that, yes, it's happened to me before in my real life, but it has never happened in terms of a casting couch, of getting a job. It has always been, um, and, I, and I knew absolutely nothing to do with that, and it was a dating situation. Like a, right. da- like a okay. date rape kind of thing? We have to do something. No, okay, no we, he was trying to just like, I mean, listen, do you really think that Harvey did that to Georgina? Do you think that he did that to his first wife? He treated me like I, he, he tried to court me and he never, ever was anything but a gentleman with me. Um, I'm not saying, I mean, and I don't really know in what, 
what contents to put that in because I'm hearing all these absolutely gorgeous women that are 10 times more beautiful than, than myself that he actually did this to, but he never did this to me. He was, like I said, an absolute gentleman. And as a matter of fact, I was in the hospital. I got bronchitis and I was there for six days. And every single day he would go to Spago's and he would get, um, I had a craving for escargot and he would get my escargot and come and sit as we all in do. the hospital for hours as, at a time. As anyone who's been in the hospital. Right now, right now. <laughs> and he was a gentleman. And he just, and this was at the beginning, him and Bob never got along. So he would always complain about Bob, his brother, as you know. Um, and this was at the very beginning at Miramax. And they were powerful, but they weren't quite that powerful. So I don't know if he just, if this was something that he started like years later, because I was around 22, 23. So he must have been, what, 29, like 30, 25, 30 years. Yeah, it could so, be, it could be either progression of something like alcoholism. It could be figuring into this, right, mm-hmm. or pills or something. We just don't know yet. Or right. sex, the sex addiction does progress, and so does power and control stuff. I think you can sense a good victim. But I think would, guys you put, like, would you put Lawrence Savon in that category? I wouldn't. He probably didn't know her at all. That's I the mean, point. He's, but he's he probably he had a chance to kind of see Tawny, get to know her. I do I do think that there's some some sick sixth sense by victims and perpetrators. Where they can just know each other, just like chicks yeah. who have alcoholic dads. Yeah, they just they just they find alcohol. They get into yeah. dudes that yeah. are, you know. I think that it was like seemed like every woman he met, who even women he hadn't met, and he was like, "Come to my hotel room, like a nineteen year old model." I mean, don't I you think, think he it was more about aggra- like eroticized aggression? Oh, absolutely. Than it is er- er- eroticized power and control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? It was because I mean, the stuff he did, so Lawrence Savon, was so bizarre. Yeah. yeah. Well, Drew and I were talking about it yesterday that I totally understand being hot for all these girls. I and I'm the grossest, horniest dude ever. I have no understanding of how that gets how you would in any way be stimulated by having a girl watch you masturbate and forcing yourself on a girl. They're, like even if even but it's like power and control. Right. Yeah, but it's but for a normal person it's the opposite. I get of what, it. For yeah. most people, right. Hey, That's let me why put out a so... phone number. People want to participate. It's three two three six four nine eight two six eight. Three two three six four nine eight two six eight. We'll have to take calls. Uh Tony, you're trying to say something? Well, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't. I mean, Drew, do you really think I mean, for those two and a half, three weeks that he was I mean, I, I liked him. I thought he was a really nice guy, but I was, you know, being courted by all these gorgeous rock stars and Harvey just wasn't my type. But he was really nice and such a gentleman to me. Do you think that do you think that? Uh-oh. I just wasn't the girl that he, like Mike said, that he sensed. That, no. that he was, Maybe there it's was someone no else coming later. I, I, I think he hadn't gotten fully into this behavior He wasn't pattern. powerful enough yet. Yeah, I think, I think this behavior pattern started later. Well, yeah, I, I guess. I don't know. But like you said, I mean, maybe really, do you think this behavior starts when you get older? You don't think maybe there was like maybe when he was six, seven, eight, nine, ten, maybe no, he was I just, 11? I think so, that he he became one of the most powerful, influential men in Hollywood, in Hollywood history. And at that time, he probably didn't have that feeling of invincibility. And by the time he reached the late 90s, he was, without question, one of the most powerful guys that has ever been in Hollywood and probably got to the point where he didn't even sense reality anymore, where he just had harems of women that are going to say yes. And Maybe. I don't know. It, 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 it feels a little more... 
like there's some really core stuff yeah, going on. Childhood. I mean, he hasn't mm-hmm. had any therapy. He hasn't done any right. work on himself. Right. I mean, yeah, listen, he's got to do a deep dive. So I'm not going to say that he's in sex addiction right now, but hopefully they're going to be unpacking I'm nowhere, all of this stuff from childhood. Yeah, that's what they do. That's I'm nowhere near yeah. qualified to say that he doesn't have some core issues that may have been with him since birth or that were from his upbringing. That, that's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is that it gets that that's only the fuel. The fire is the fact that you become a multi multi millionaire who has thousands of women a year telling you, "I'll do whatever it takes for me to get under your, into your radar." It's like, a, you know, I have friends that are professional athletes. The way they treated women in high school is wildly different than it was when they became multi millionaires that could have a different woman every night. And by your the way, sense of reality okay. becomes why we, completely. Why aren't we focusing is. in on organ, pe- populations of people that really are? outliers of this kind of behavior too like professional athletes like politicians when's that good conversation going to come normal people there are coming now i think it is coming power at all that do this type of stuff to women all day long Mm -hmm. i mean i don't i think we're missing the point here I, i i don't really think i mean yes power has a lot to do with thinking that you're able to get away with it but something similar happened to me and it was not by a man who had who had some power, but didn't have, I I had more power at the time than he did. Um, So I don't think this is just a subject of powerful men. I think to to say that it's just that is leaving out all the creeps that don't have any power. No, no, no. We're specifically not ruling everybody else out. What we were trying to make sense of is the specific behavior of cornering somebody in a hallway Mm -hmm. and then, self-pleasuring on them and that, that how that is somehow sexual or satisfying that and that's his move that yeah. several women I, Lawrence Vaughn told Mike about that a year and a half ago yeah and she I, I this, we were exact story we were, we were no, on that the was, air that was that was, <laughs> that oh. was Janice Dickinson okay. we were but on the air is, and off uh, we were talking about Roger Ailes ironically enough and so nothing to do with this scandal this was like about a year ago and Lawrence Vaughn was filling in for Dr. Drew uh, she we're on the air talking about Roger Ailes she's like yeah it's funny I work for Fox News. I do some correspondence work. Roger's been nothing but a complete gentleman to me. He's actually helped me in my career. He's never in any way made me feel creepy, never had any sexual advance towards me. Um, and then I was like, wow, you know, I've, I've actually heard that from a couple other ladies that I know. Blah, blah, blah. Get off the air. We go to commercial. She's like, you know who has? I go, what? She tells me a story. <sighs> I'm like, what? Yeah. He beat off in a potted plant? you got to be F. <laughs> and so, you know, and she's like, you know, please keep don't that tell to yourself anybody, yeah. because right, don't I don't want. And I was like, of job. course, I would never. And um, sure enough, as soon as as soon as I saw the accusations, I was doing the countdown. I was like, I wonder if Lauren's going to come forward. And sure enough, she did. I'm I was really happy for her. I felt like so really almost like uh, like in some way tangentially, I, I felt like I could almost sense her vindication yeah. and that that feeling of uh, acceptance and tolerance. And she probably that own personal justice. Right, like, but it's not even it's about justice. It's that too. she's been carrying it around. Her I just whole know life. that for me, and Years. and it's way different for a guy. I'm sure the feeling of being submissive is so much more. It's amplified when you're a woman, but I just know for me that when you're abused and when you're when you have like some type of traumatic experience at the hands of another person, there's some internal turmoil that you want to get approval for. That to, to to know that at some point, like you are not. It's not your fault. It wasn't your fault right. that so and so happened, and I'm guaranteeing that the moments after she went public with that, sure, was she scared shitless because this guy's so powerful? Totally. 
but she probably internally felt really good about herself because finally for once Empowered. she didn't have to do that internal debate of, well, was I giving off a vibe? Did I did no, I deserve exactly. it? So that's know? why I think that mostly what's happening right now I think is actually a good thing because yeah. there's awareness oh, yeah, yeah. and that people are understanding no, no, what's listen, happening and, and they're not going to take and it. And because we have millennials, I, I'm telling you, they're, exactly. they're scared, scared crapless. They're afraid to talk to women, especially if they've had a, right. a drink. They're scared to death or if the right. woman's had a drink. But he, that's my they, point, Emily, and at the beginning of saying this, if, if more awareness is raised for men uh, uh, abusing women, oppressing them, that's fantastic. What I am seeing right now, though, is signs that there is people are looking at Harvey Weinstein and men of his ilk as a way to to say, "Hey, if a horny guy hits on me, that's abuse. He uh, they, he needs to go down." And there's a big difference between what Harvey Weinstein did to Lawrence Vaughn and other women, and what you know in a vacuum, let's say that never existed, and what he did to Tawny is another example of like I'm sure that's what pretty much all guys do. To girls that look like Tawny Katane. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want there to be an assault on got horny straight men for the sake of being horny straight men. Issue. Right. Okay. So that stuff's going to fade away, the noise. But I think ultimately it's the Harvey Weinstein thing who clearly is guilty of everything that sure, happened. Sure, sure. So well, that's the bigger one. I mean, okay. we don't know yet. Probably, yeah. right? I don't want to be judging the jury. Yeah. Listen, yeah. We, at the very least, we some... could say he's guilty of doing something that isn't okay. Exactly. Yeah. I, mean, he, I trust what Lawrence <laughs> yeah. Vaughn told us. I, she is a yes, straightforward yes. person. She's so he did something there. Um, Tani, uh, we'll go back to this topic, but Tani, you wanted to... Talk about good men. Talk about dating, right? <laughs> <laughs> You'd like to talk about nice men, finding good men. Right? Uh-oh. <laughs> She's like, I'm out. She froze. I talk about, I wanted to say what? Something about dating. No, no, wait. No, I'm sorry. I really, did not hear. Dating. Dating. Did you, can we help you find oh, some good men? Dating. Oh, God. Having... Can you help me with dating? Yes. Is that what you just Yes. Said? That's Emily's expertise. <laughs> what was the question? Did you want to? Oh, uh, it uh, is. Yes. Do you want to ask any questions about that? What's going on? Oh my gosh, Emily, where are all the good men? <laughs> first, first off, where are all the good men? Yeah, where are you looking? And <laughs> well, looking, that's a good question. I'm, I, my girlfriends uh, joke with me all the time that FedEx isn't going to bring them. That's true. Because they're not going to be I dropped on your chimney if you're staying at home. I don't know, my FedEx guy is really hot. <laughs> <laughs> but Dr. Drew, you know this. I don't drink. I've never drank, so what am I going to do? I'm going to go hit, stand at a bar, and, and besides, I don't want to meet a guy at a bar because what's he looking for? He's looking for he's probably looking for sex, and I'm I'm too much of a prude. I'm not. I'm, I'm going to say this: I've never had a one night stand in my life. Right? Um, maybe I'll put it on my bucket list, and I'll and I'll have one before I die. But I haven't, and so there's two things I don't do: I'm not going to sleep with you on the first night, and I don't drink. That's cool. So, but do you leave your house? Do you ever leave your I house? do things that are outside of your comfort zone meaning going to a friend's part you know going out with people that you like i feel like the men that i've met and most of my friends it's through other friends so saying yes to certain invitations you wouldn't really you're not in the mood to go out but maybe they've got some nice people there that i'll meet and then you let people know you're single and then they think they meet someone i mean that's a great way to do it just saying like once a week even i'm going to say yes to something go to this barbecue go to this dinner go to this event and put yourself out there that's really good advice. Not ring your door. Live it? your life. Live your life. Like it's just like happiness, Tawny. I mean, I'm sure that you searched that early on in, in recovery. I know I, that was a big thing for me. And I remember an old timer telling me once. He said, "Happiness is going to come to those who are too busy to look for it." And he, what he meant was that happiness is really a byproduct of going and doing your thing. It's not something to search for. And I really feel like romance is the same thing. Like 
if you're going out there and guys guys do it as well but i think oftentimes women do it more where their their goal their end their end game is meeting mr right and that can't be the thing you just got to go and be the best tawny contain possible and eventually mr right's gonna kind of come into your ethos yeah, Michael, I've been single for almost 14 years now. So my my end game has not been every day, 365 days a year, sure. waiting for Mr. Wright to come along. Well, also, I, have- I mean, I, I feel bad because I'm sure chil- raising children – puts a big crimp on your on your romance, it, you know? It really does. And then all of a sudden, I, my first child left for college and I started going, oh my God, I have one left and she's going to be gone and now I'm going to be alone. Yeah. And and, and, <laughs> and, and also, I've got to tell you, uh, and, and Emily, tell me if you think I'm right. Okay. Men are intimidated. Men, a lot of men don't just have the, the gravitas to come up and go, hey, and the guys that do are the ones that I really don't exactly. want to go out with anyway. Yeah, yeah. no, you it, know, guys I that mean, do are I, always I do a little bit some men might be intimidated, fraud. but you can start talking to, to guys as well, and you can tell pretty quickly, you know, who you wouldn't want to oh, date and well, who you would. Absolutely. Like, Dr. Drew, you know, down here in Newport Beach, every guy is driving a Lamborghini. They've got diamonds on their watches. I, you pull up in one of those cars, strike one, you're out. Yeah, You've Tommy, got diamonds on your Loose-fitting Tommy you. Bahama. <laughs> like, I do not like flashy, flashy guys Maybe at all. I don't like guys that sports cars. I don't, because I think it's mentally says a lot about them. And I know that I'm generalizing. App, maybe? Mm, yeah, I mean, I was going to say, have you done that? Well, cause, have you done the dating apps? Yeah, I've, I have. And then I, I get, um, I get, God, do you know who you look like? <laughs> oh, 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 I thought you were asking me. Yeah, I know, but that's okay. Who? Yeah, I, but I, I try to go under a different they, name. You True. Like you know who you look like? They go Tawny Katane. Yeah, Tawny Katane. Oh, oh, exactly. oh. <laughs> I I Bumble's good because I like Bumble I because the women. Subject. Yeah, I was like, wait, who I, Bumble is who, you know, you make the first move when you make a match with someone, so you have to send the first message. I just feel like if you're single today and you're like, I can't find anybody. You got to be dating yeah. online. You just yeah. should. And you don't have to leave your house for that. And you can set up dates and you can talk to someone on the phone and kind of pre-screen them. Well, uh, and then let everyone know you're single. Not in like a desperate, oh my God, fix me up with someone. But yeah. the people that you know and trust and love, your community, your family. Here's the you, thing about dating so online now. Meet someone. And what has separated from dating online, say, when I was single, where you de- – I mean I'm, I'm not trying to talk shit, but – you definitely looked at it as something for desperate people right, when, exactly, you know, 10 years ago. Exactly. Now it is totally not. And the reason is is because of how you can uh, you can gear it. You know, Tawny Contain should be on a, a, a dating a, site ge- geared towards Raya. grown-ass men who definitely probably have children of their own. Yep. Teach her about this site you are just Raya talking about. Raya is like the celebrity site. I mean, you need someone to recommend you. have to get approved, you. right? You get approved yeah. and someone has to refer you. Yeah, and what's but the name? What's what's it called? called? Raya, I think it's R A Y A. R Y A. You could definitely get on. Yeah, Raya? I know bootleg ass bitches who get on. So yeah. I know you're. you're I'm not you're, on it. No, I, <laughs> but I feel like you could get on that. I just you have Susan um, text it to me. Yes, there's lots of tools out there. So the fact that you even know now and that you're ready, I feel like you just have to, you know, make those efforts. Maybe get outside Newport I, Beach. I feel also, Tanya, you sound. You know, I know you pretty well. You sound. No. Um, not reticent, but nervous about what's going to happen. You know what I mean? It's 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 an unknown that's making you kind of scared. Yeah, 
you do know me very well. And you're right. You're right. It's been so long that I really am. I am you, you have to. That's and, almost become its other thing that it's been 14 yeah, years. So now it's like a fear. You have to put that aside a little bit. Right. I, I, what I always tell people is just go out and enjoy dating. Have just coffee, do, do the yeah, yeah, do the dating part. Just enjoy hanging with people yeah. and meeting people. Don't worry about whatever comes after that. Yeah, do a coffee. I do that. I just enjoy it. I'm like, I'm going to meet someone for an hour. We have a connection. Great. If not, it's fine. You move on. It's not a huge commitment. And I think that's a great point, Drew, without the goal. That I have to find my next, you know, husband or Mister Right. Just or, or that, someone. or that I'm going to slip into some relationship. You know, it's going to overwhelm an unhealthy me. relationship. Yeah, or right. what? Anything? Just eh, forget all that. Trust just. that you know yourself better now, and you're a different place. Also, I will say this, and I and I mean this sincerely. This isn't like locker room talk or a joke. You started off by saying, "I feel like all these guys are going to want sex." Definitely, <laughs> but <laughs> that doesn't mean that's the only thing. Some yeah. guys, that's they're they're very you know they're very one dimensional. They just want to have that one night stand, maybe second date stand, whatever. But all just know that all straight men that are going to be potentially dating you definitely want to have sex with you. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that's the only thing they want. It doesn't mean they can't also. Yeah. It doesn't mean they can't yeah. also be respectful, like you want to court you, want to wait the yeah. time that you're willing to put out. I mean, look. I've I banged everything within my vicinity for three years straight. My wife, who I'm, who I decided to marry, I it took forever to have sex with her because I just you know the second I met her, did I want to bang her? Yes, it never went away. But I was willing to engage in other things. He was also scared to know her. Yeah, I was, you have a choice. You're in control. When people say these dating apps are all about sex, it's like you, you have a choice. Like they're not gonna like they don't force you into sex. I'm like Harvey Weinstein's on the date. <laughs> it's but really you do. And I feel like I've gone out on these dates and I've never had anyone just make this assumption that I, even I have a sex talk show that make that that I'm gonna have sex with them that day. I bet you there are guys though. They're oh, like oh, I'm gonna date the, I'm gonna date the sex with Emily chick, yeah, dude. Exactly. I'm gonna wreck her. That's a whole nother thing, the right? Other, Which the other issue is another reason why I wait. That I've gone out, you know, and and they just they want to talk about the career, and I'm not sure if they really like me for me, or if I'm just like a novelty date that they yeah. get to go home and go, hey, guess who I just went out on a date with? Right, but you I, never I, know. You just take you yeah, take your time. That, that's all stuff you have to kind of navigate. There's always those people. Yeah. Especially- and, and and Emily, I I did that. I have to be honest. Last year, I did all the dating apps, and you know, it takes as you know, as a woman, it takes a, a little bit longer for us to get ready for a date than a guy. You know, just throw on a pair of jeans, and you know, I've got all, I, I, I've talked about it before. I have all, this Jufro, this really curly hair, so I have to go and get my hair blown out, like Drew's you know, pubes outfit and and get ready and then i go out and i meet a guy and i can tell within the first five minutes that he is just into who i am and not yeah don't do dinner do like three lunches and a co- do a lunch and two coffees on a sunday and then knock yeah. it out and, and, blow dry and, your and hair by once. the way don't the, be a guy being into who you are own that a little bit yeah. because you, that's who you are. I agree, but I think what Tani's getting at is that there's a novelty factor. Uh, like, yeah, there's yeah, probably yeah. a lot of 45 year old guys that are like, "I'm going to date the White Snake video chick. <laughs> you won't believe it, bro." <laughs> um, and that's another reason why I think Raya will, prob- will right. probably yeah, great yeah. for her. because the, that's going to be exclusively guys who don't find it the novelty. You know, they're just be like they're in there for beautiful, uh, uh, nice women, and also like friends of friends. Like I said, let people know. You know what, Mike? You have. Damn it! I feel like she was going to say something good to me. But... <laughs> we, we, uh, Tanya, whatever you're saying, we missed it. Try one more time. Did we... No. Uh... <laughs> your face. Your. Uh, Hello. Hello. Ah. You're breaking down there, but her, her Wi-Fi's not good today. I think we should uh, move on anyway. 
Yeah, Tani, we will all say goodbye to you. Bye. Via, via the, I hope you're seeing some of us. We can't hear you, but we say thank you for joining. We couldn't hear that either, but, but yeah, to call you Susan. Got this. Thank you, thank you, thank you, as always. Um, she, but, brought, she brought up something in our conversation. Yeah, thank you, Tani. Thank you. I love you guys. Okay, I'll be back. Bye. I think she brought up something in her conversation that is important to get out there to women of all age that. You know, I hear so much that he just wants sex. He just wants sex. Yeah. That's that's where men start from. True. That's where they start. Very true. That doesn't mean he's also not a good man that can, that can be that Mr. Right. Yeah, yeah, notice me he's a criminal. Right. They don't they, they rely on you to help them with that control exactly. a little bit. Yeah, but they do they respond. They're responsive. Yeah, they're, they're gonna respectful want, Right, But hopefully at this matters, point they're they're evolved. Wait. No, let her finish. Okay. No, they're evolved at the certain age. Men in their forties, they've done the work on themselves. They're, you know what I mean? Like, hopefully, you can spot that. You know, the guys. Yeah, yes, they're going to want sex, but you can tell who's like someone you can I'm, connect with. I am surprised, and this is again coming from me, and I have no problem admitting, I love the women. vag. I we love got that. ladies. We got that. Well, it, it's bears because I'm <laughs> sure there's a lot of women who even have casually come across like Loveline or listen to Drew and I on the air, and they think. What is that bro? What business does he have talking about like dating and, and success and treating women properly? I am blown away by how little ability a lot of men have at compartmentalizing their primal instincts from how they behave in an everyday capacity. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, just because, yes, I am horny and I find a lot of women attractive, I'm also a grown man. And you treat them with respect. And I go, just, well, the, the, listen, the, the, the cat calling I put in that category, I'm, I'm stunned every time guys stuff comes, out of, stuff comes out of their mouth. I'm like, well, just, what, what when do you does that, that ever work? Yeah, I don't yeah. know. That's what, what I want to know. Yeah, who's like, oh, this construction guy just, yeah, I, I, get I don't his know. That, that's what he's, that's what Mike's kind of talking about, though, is they, they can't, like, they're, 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 here's the analogy I look at. I want to eat donuts all day, every day. Who doesn't? I don't. Because I'm a grown-ass man, and I go, well, that's probably not good for me. It's going to make me crash. It's going to make me fat. Uh, I want to bang every attractive woman I see. I but then I go, I'm a married, grown man, and she doesn't deserve to have me gawking at her. And I'm just – I'm really blown away at how few uh, – I, I, how often I, I see guys that seemingly are normal, civilized guys. Behave horrible. And they open, right. they open up on Tinder with, like, do you do anal? I'm like, what the hell yeah. is How old wrong are they? with I mean, you? Yeah, you just weed those guys out. I mean, you, there's always going to be those guys. Producer, you can tell. producer wants in. So we have a guy who's been on hold for 40 minutes. We should probably Steve. Wait, Steve, you there? Ah. Hey there. Hey. Hey, guys. Hi, Steve. Steve. Hi. Steve from Atlanta. Steve Bannon. How you doing? Phone. We're good. What's going on there? Oh, not much. I'm here with my girlfriend. Uh... What she love, look like? Love your show, you know. What's the, she wearing? What's uh, your girlfriend so wearing? Much, by the way, we were just talking about how how lucky she is to have friends like you guys. You know, I mean, Lord, she's getting the best advice you can get. So, yeah, um, Tawny's very lucky. <laughs> but I, I, I listen. I, I'm lucky I to know Emily. I will say that it's. Been, I, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Steve. I just. It's so nice to be back in Emily's presence. I used to get it weekly, sometimes biweekly, and uh, it's just. I am very lucky and fortunate to not only be on the air with Emily, uh, you know, periodically. But it's just mm-hmm. nice to have a really, like, uh, someone who owns herself so well, someone who has such great self-awareness that's also giving out dating advice because so many times it's these bronze that are out there yeah. that are kooky and, they, yeah. and they're yeah. very myopic in the way that they look at things. And I go, what, what, what business do you have telling people what to do? 
Emily on the other hand goes. Emily on the other hand goes through men like tissue paper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm slowed down. <laughs> yeah, I'm more selective. You know the butcher when you get that number where it's like, can I get number thirty? <laughs> Emily has it on her badge. It's actually <laughs> yeah, in, right, exactly. right no, above her pubic think, line. You'd think yeah. with sex with Emily, I would. But no. <laughs> okay, Steve, what's up? Hi, Steve. Sure. Well, I'm with my girlfriend here. We love your show. This is her first time watching it on Facebook Live, and we're um, we're actually back together. Uh, she is my ex-wife. I'm her ex-husband. Nice. We're married wow. for three years. Yeah, we're back together now. So. Uh, we just kind of wanted to see if you had any advice for, you know, ex-spouses who are getting back together. It's, it's pretty special, but we want to do it the right way this time. You know? A c- couple things. I, I, Did I say you know, right, huh? would Normally, you know, we look at relationships like people, young adult, in their teen years, and we go, well, if you want to know how your relationship's going to end, look at how the last one ended. And if you guys broke up, it's probably a reason you broke up. I don't think that applies to people that have been Grown married. People, yeah. yeah, because I've seen this work out rather well. And now it now the stuff I see, this sort of the the rupture often occurs because of substances or something mm-hmm. else, and so there's sort of something that can be corrected. What what broke you guys up? Yeah, that was my next question. What broke you guys up? Well, it was it was a combination of a couple of things. We got married very early, uh, you know, very quickly. We eloped, and um, we didn't really know each other at all. She got pregnant very quickly, and I think it was just too much strain for us. We we weren't adult enough, you know, yeah. so I think we grew up. Uh, and while the time we were divorced, we went through some tough stuff together, some difficult times, and we stayed friends, and we actually ended up laughing and enjoying each other's company. I think more, am right. I saying this right now? No See, more that, than we did in terms when we of, first knew each other. So we just we got to know each other. We grew up a little bit. In terms of me saying there are things that are yes, in terms of me saying there are things that can be corrected, maturing is one of those things, right? And uh, and the fact that you have found sort of renegotiated the relationship—it all sounds good. Do you think they should get premarital counseling? I just think that if you guys haven't done the work from whatever, why did you? How long were you broken up for? Three years. Three years. Three years. Okay. And have you kind of talked through a lot of that stuff? I mean, I I think it couldn't hurt if you guys have already gone through divorce because right now there is that sort of euphoric recall when you get back together with someone and you're remembering why you fell in love with her and things are so great for the two of you now and all those amazing things, but the stuff that kind of messed you up before is still there. And so I think, you know, every couple needs counseling. If you guys didn't have it before, it'd be a great time. Start even, fresh. Look, even if a couple's a couple's doing well, I think counseling yes, can be beneficial. That's actually the best downside. time to go when things are good, not uh, horrible, and you go when you're not in crisis. But what I'll say to you, like, do, just bro advice, just mm. straight boneheaded, straight guy advice: don't fall into the trap yeah. that a lot of guys fall into. That when you get back together with someone that you broke up with. Where you start going, well, who did you sleep with oh, in the boy. interim? Oh, yeah. yeah, you're just going to be torturing what, each other. What with that. your wife did when you guys aren't together is 100% her business Private and not citizen. yours. And you can't, because listen, it's in your DNA. You're a guy. That I understand it. You're a caveman just like I am. You mm-hmm. want to go and gather up some blunt object and go murder every guy that put his penis somewhere near her. Um, but that's not, that's not the way, it's just not fair to her. It's it, it, you're gonna hold you know accidentally maybe subconsciously hold it against her and it's just like look if you guys want to have that conversation just mutually that's your business but I'm saying don't be that guy that goes wait what you dated how many guys like I well, no no you guys broke up and that's her business yeah. so but don't focus on your sexual future not your sexual past so I think it's also great to talk about when you when you're, if your mind is going to that place of what happened before think about what can we do to really have great connected sex right now in this new phase. 
Good right, advice. Dude. Good luck really to you, man. All right, Steve. Thanks, guys. Good luck. You. Okay, buddy. Take care. Um, this does bring up a really interesting point about because this whole Weinstein thing brought up some issues about men and women mm-hmm. that, that that I thought were kind of subtle. Like, you know, Lauren Savan, who we talked to a great detail about what happened to her, she said every man she spoke to him, well, why did you hit him? Why did you run? Why did you, you know, plow through him? And, and mm-hmm. that's men's first move. And for women, oftentimes, freeze is the first yeah, move. Yeah, it's true. Because he's 300 pounds. She's 105 By pounds. By the way, that's not men's first move. That's what guys assume their first move is. Yeah. Those yeah. guys have clearly not been put through some type of trauma. Because I will tell you, I will whoop Harvey Weinstein's ass with one hand tied behind my but back. Listen. But if he jerked right. off in front of me in a random ho- in a, a hallway at a restaurant – I would be frozen. Okay, but I'd listen. be going, is this reality? Yes. Right. So, what's so, happening? So that's where he's trying to assess what you can't figure out what's going on. And then women do this other thing. So, so the, the probability of her not feeling like she could be powerful in that situation, she already feels physically un- overdone, over overwhelmed. She has the issue of what the hell's going on. Right. And then women do an immediate, what did I do to get here? How did I do this? How did I get myself it's in my this It's my fault. Did I lead him on? And I... men never do no, that. No, we do that all the time yeah. with everything. Yes. Like, what's my part in it? Yes. Is it my fault? Men are like, I didn't even know there was a problem. Yes. So women do that automatically. So it would make <laughs> and sense. Even, even in a situation like that. that. Right. And I think that's important. I all think it's important to think about what you were just saying about men and other penises near a woman that they're in love with. That That's a very strange yes. thing that we have. And, we, and, and, we, and women cannot understand They it. cannot understand it. We, and we have it. I want you to understand it's a murderous rage. Right? Am I yeah. about right? Yeah. I and mean, people's mur- lives are it's easily like a, endangered. It's by like that a set. sweet blend of 90% murder, 10% suicide. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a beautiful blend. Hearing about blend. the sexual past, you mean? Yes. 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 Oh, yeah. No, God. no. It's, it's, it's not the sexual past so much as... Just any other penis? Yeah, yeah. When it when it felt like it was it when, it, when have been. okay, it's don't one, have those conversations. It's it, you can't you can't uh, the analogy I would use is be like it's like having an ally in World War One that you're now fighting against in World War Two. Like you can't seem to get that out of your head. You're like, well, how do you really feel about Russia? You know, because I remember <laughs> you know it's only twenty years, ago. and so there there's that. But it's not necessarily the the sexual past or penis. It's any penis that you feel might be somehow infringing on your territory. But that's the thing. Because every guy looks weird, at every woman as like they're Napoleon. Past penises, current penises that it, kind of are it's circling a weird around your partner. Territory. It's a weird and it, and there's nothing we cannot respond to it, but we can't make it go away. Right. I yeah, know. Well, and also it's we, very it's unpleasant. A, it's very guy, it's very uh, it's not, very primal too, it's right? Very, it's, it's very like primitive, very mark, stupid. You've marked this person that you're with. Well, and not, it's not about marking. It's not about that. It's it's a weird. It's a threat. It's a territorial threat. Let me think about it this way from an evolutionary. I was going right? to say, yeah. You and I, I think, have had this conversation, yeah. but here's, here's the evolutionary heritage, which is back, you know, throughout the evolution of primate history, we couldn't determine paternity. Here we were going to invest all of our resources into whatever comes out of this woman. Right. It better be our genes. And the only way we can know that's our genes is to make sure no other genes were dropped off. Right. Yeah. And so men developed this very exactly. intense preoccupation with that, not in a psychological way, in a biological way. It's exactly. in our genes. Right. No, I, it's in I the understand that. Mechanism. It's also, true. right. There's and, a and reason the, why. And it has no place in modern society, really. I mean, yeah. it really doesn't belong here, but it is here. And and it, it, a lot of horrible things happen around It's that. also like uh, – why they say, "Hey, women and children off the uh, off the boat first when it's sinking." It's not just because women aren't tough or they can't handle themselves. It's because Drew and I are disposable. I shoot out nine million little loads. Uh, uh, you know, you a, 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 no nine no, million no. sperm in one load. It only takes one of us to replace hundred of us. And you are very precious. You have very few eggs, and a, and they can only be used one nine months at a time. Because once you get impregnated, you can, you're you're kind of done. Drew and I can just keep on. Well, not Drew because he has no loads anymore. But 
normal men. Uh, they can just retrieve I can, them. Yeah, I could get you pregnant right now and get Susan pregnant five minutes later, yeah. and that's just reality. Um, and so we're just disposable, weird primates, and women really are this kind of very complex, very evolved beast. But, and and when, I just thought, honestly, and this isn't pandering, I just think that guys are way less removed from our primal origins. Women have evolved a little bit more than we well, have. we've got the fight or flight. We've got a lot of the same. Oh, sure, sure. Oh, well, listen, we're all the same species. Right. What right. I meant by that is like <coughs> men are just – we're a little bit closer to our primal core than women. Well, I honestly think women have developed evolutionary-wise. They've just developed well, a little I, bit more intellectually I, 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 than we have. They're, they're more – well, they're certainly attached to more parts of their brain. And they're more socially composed, yeah. so they can assess and utilize. While we are strictly aggressive, yeah. I told you I gave, me, I gave you my three prong. About- I gave you my three prong uh, argument as to why women, uh, men are just way more simple and closer yeah. to our roots. Yeah. Is that? Uh, let me present to you Exhibit A: nuns and priests. Oh yeah. Okay. You tell a woman, well. You're going to have to give up all sexual pleasure for the Lord. She goes, I better help some starving children. <laughs> you tell a man, you're going to have to give up all sexual pleasure for the Lord. He goes, I better fuck some children. <laughs> it just, that's the way, you know, that's life. He, uh, here's duck penis. I present to you duck penis. Do you know what duck penises no. are like? They're super long, like 13, 14 inches long, and they're corkscrew, and they can move and move like and manipulate in all different directions. You know why? Because... Duck men ducks were raping women ducks so much that women ducks got together and they're like, listen, we got to do something about this, okay? Because we're getting duck raped so much. And they said, I know. We'll devote the next 10,000 years to evolving to have labyrinth like maize pussy that will stop them as soon as they try to duck rape us. It'll block them and then they'll give up. So, sure enough, they developed this labyrinth like maze for a vagina. What do men ducks do? You'd think they go, wow, let's take a good hard look in the mirror because we've been raping so much that they changed their vagina. No, they go, oh, all right, touche, bitch. We're going to devote the next 10,000 years to making a corkscrew penis that can get through your maze and the raping commence. But they don't have the rational thought, the ducks. They're just still the primary. Yeah, listen, and, and if fair, that happens, they're, they're not men and women. Right, exactly. <laughs> but thank you. I understand that. Here's the other thing. And women are how many times? Be- how many times some broad call up love line? How many times? 28 years old, 34 years old. 21 years old. Uh, Dr. Drew, uh, I've, uh, I've actually never had an orgasm, and I'm wondering oh, what's happening. Oh, we have that on okay. the air. Okay. Have, I was going to say that. Like should 16. I say that for the next hour, or can we do that? And now? how many times, Dr. Drew, did that happen with a boy? Never. Zero, well, per- zero times. It happened like twice, and both times I sent them into like practice. The emergency office. room. That's right. Uh, right call. Call. I, I can take that call? Okay. You, you, can, you decide. You talk to her and tell her what you're. It's a can't have an orgasm in a young adult. Yeah, it's a common thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, take her. Uh, this is Joseph. Let me get him up here. Joseph. Hi. Hi. And strangely, she's twenty-two, and I believe that was the age you specifically called out. <laughs> Thank you. So uh, here yeah, we go. All right, Joseph. What's up? Twenty-one. Ah. The uh, Shut up, duck Joseph. analogy was was pretty extreme, Mike. Yeah, I'm like sorry. That. It was uh, you, you live. very informative. Duck, duck cock is. Um, you guys live corkscrew penises only. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my, yeah, I'm, I'm 23. I've been uh, with my girlfriend for uh, a little over a year. She's never orgasmed. I don't think ever in her mm-hmm. uh, life. Does she masturbate? When we, when you know, when I, when I, no, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's the first. When I go down on her, what's that? Yeah, that's the first thing she has to do is figure it out on her own. She has to masturbate. Right. She has right. to I have, think so. I feel bad for you because you're probably you. You sound like a nice guy. You probably want to please her. 
It's more common than not. You're not going to discover that treasure for her. She needs to go on her own National Treasure Nick Cage search throughout her own clitoris. Well, now, but but uh, Emily is you know this is yeah. your thing. This yeah. is, Emily's an expert in this. There's no conversation like this ever had with a young male ever. Speaking of men and women, difference again. Yeah, ever. They just call up and ask about their girlfriends, or they come too quickly, or not. You know, they, they, too there's long. no male that needs to be instructed on masturbation. No, exactly. no, we just well, hit our penis and until I've told it you, sprays. It never even occurred to me to masturbate until I was like, "What's the big deal about sex?" And my friends were like, "Oh, you, when I was like 20, they're like, you don't masturbate." I, it didn't occur to me to touch myself. So, so. Some of it is biology too. The, yeah. the biological it's sort true. of come online and, and to some extent I notice some women need to feel closeness in order to have those kinds of impulses like they either yeah. sense with themselves that kind of whatever that feeling is and or in a relationship right I mean I don't know has she does she is she interested in having an orgasm as well have you guys talked about this or you're just sort of you're helping you're driving this mission yes although I'm not sure <laughs> how much of it is um, that she wants to or she just wants me to uh, like she like I think she feels bad for yeah, that's what that, it sounds know, like. Down on her for twenty minutes, and yeah, and, and she uh, she feels worse. I think that that's that's more how women the are. Yeah, well, that's she. We have to kind of get her. We have to be able to talk to her in a way that she realizes that it's not just for you. It's actually for her own pleasure. And the more she understands her body, what makes her feel good, what kind of touches she needs, then she'll be able to show you. You guys could even try some mutual yeah. masturbation. Yeah, I'm a huge fan. She's pretty good at that. Great. So okay. you guys could together. If she's like, you know, but on my own, I go in my room. I'm not going to do it. She needs to be accountable. Then you could both together masturbate. Then Emily has all kinds of technology. Oh my god! I've got <laughs> toys. Go to sexwithemily.com. We've got a ton of fun toys that she could um, that you could play with. Lube is really important. Always adding lube to the mix, like a few drops on her clitoris that can help. So I mean, for women, it's like their anatomy. She could be shutting herself down. Some women's G spot is is in a different location. It's easier during intercourse. Some women they just have to find it. You know, you got to go looking for it in different ways. How so. much how much of it can be psychological or emotional? Like a women. Sometimes they're just they're they're pent it's up, both. right? Yeah, yeah, no. There's a lot of psychological, and there's some people who are just like their clit- the way their clitoris is more on the outside and doesn't. You know, I mean, there's a lot of different reasons why some women just orgasm every time yeah. and why some don't. But it doesn't mean that she can't and she won't. Big props to you for calling and and being so motivated to really get to the bottom of it in a in a civilized way. You know, you didn't just get bitter and angry and want to like well, Hulk smash it. I, you know? I do think. That- yeah, I mean, go ahead. I listen to you guys. Uh, I listen to you guys a lot, and, and you three back together is really, really cool. Um, yeah, it's great. We're gonna have and sex. Think, like, it's, uh, um, I think it, it is more psychological with her. Yeah. Um, She's a history of trauma. But, she but, yeah. We've all been off the air what a year and a half, something like that now. Mm-hmm. And in that time, the guys like Joseph have come to young adulthood, and and I'm telling you, they are more. Humane, more civilized. Yeah, no, more, I agree. more aware. More it's civilized. just I don't know it's aware, but they're just more cautious, careful, mm-hmm. ne- navigate, negotiate. They're not just like you said. Would you call him a caveman or something? Yeah, well, they, they, more of that. I, I mean, I was one one butt hair of DNA removed from a like a like a bonobo monkey when I was nineteen. Oh, bonobos are no, you're right. more on the chimp side. Yeah, yeah, or maybe you would, maybe you evolved. Yeah. Maybe they both evolved from you. Maybe you were the <laughs> oh, common God. ancestor. That well, my ass everything. is red and inflamed. But yeah, I just think be patient, and I think if you're putting pressure on her too, she's gonna it's gonna make it even harder because if it is emotional and she's got anxiety around it, I think he's, I think you gave him good, good. coaching. I think okay. he's good. I think technology would be a great adjunct. <laughs> and here's another thing I'll add to you. And everything Emily said, man, take to heart. It's really good advice. She knows women. She is one. I don't know if you know. Whoa. That. Um, no that. way. But here's the thing. Let be open to your like say it to her face. Say, honey, 
uh, I can imagine how hard this is for you. I just want you to know, like, I'm here for you and I'm whatever I can do to stay out of your way and to help in the process. You just let me know. I don't want you to feel even further inhibited by me. See how evolved Mike has become in the last couple of years? In the last couple of minutes. Can you believe it's him? Um, (laughs) But uh, I want to dial back to the opening topic, which was was the wine scene thing again. And um, there was something I was meaning to say I didn't have a chance to say. which was you were talking about the guys that behave this way and whatnot, mm-hmm. but what what and Mike knows this because we've been talking about this in our KBC program. Which, there's another layer to this that I find very troubling, and that's why I got all upset about the athletes and the politicians mm-hmm. and the other people that need to be called on the carpet because many of these people are telling other people how to live. They're hubristic, yeah, yeah. the hubris of politicians, particularly. I mean, no one in Hollywood said, "Hey, this is how you live." They went, eh, "I wish." I, they're like, "We." Not we, only that, most everyone in Hollywood's like, "Yeah, Harvey's an asshole." But they also, they also were like, they're like making movies that are not how to live, and right. you know, they say, "Well, we we got we're going to correct our own house." Yeah. Like, of course, they they're giving lip service to that right. they obviously have not. Now they need to, but. Politicians specifically, the hubris amongst politicians is unbelievable. Yeah, I know. And they compartmentalize and, it. Like they well, could be no, doing this no, kind of sorry. thing. Sorry. You I, think I, they know? You think uh, they're like feeling bad about I, it? Harvey compartmentalized a little bit too. They all compartmentalize Well, I think they, they all do. Yeah. But, but it's especially egregious when it's somebody in that kind of a position and they're not being called on the carpet. But don't that, you that think – That really bothers me. But don't you think, Drew, it also comes from a weird insecurity in that uh, – in the same regard that – I feel like a, a philandering scumbag is more prone to tell everyone how to live and treat women in the same way that it's never just some Republican senator. It's not just some random guy who, who's like, hey, man, let's just you know, hire ta- – lower taxes, you know, free, free – uh, Stronger state government. It's always the Republican senator who's like anti-gay defamation right, right. league of the, well, America, okay, so, so that's the, the that's no the, homo league. No, but listen – it's that guy who who's that's in the, it's, 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 it's with the it's wide stance. It's actually all of them. It's but actually all of them the now. Democrats too and the Republicans. I'm telling you, I used to it's, work with Democrats. Hang on, hang on. Now, it, it is it is it, when it came to gay gay and lesbian rights, you're absolutely that's correct. That's true. That's true. And they that guy from Idaho in, that was him, Hanky Panky, Larry something, Larry Craig. I think is a beautiful example. He's my favorite. Wide stance. We have my favorite. We have a bigger issue now, which is how women are treated. And there's yeah. been t- uh, so much lip service given to that by the Democratic Party. And yet most of the outliers that I know of that have been behaving in ways that are completely unacceptable are Democrats. Right. And somebody needs to call them out. It, it needs to – just the way Harvey Weinstein, I'm, I'm calling maybe on all women. Maybe this is happening now. Maybe this I, well, there's a, strange, there's a strange thing that has happened where – um, I think, and listen, I, this is not a partisan remark. I want I say it as just someone who's like looking back at it as, a, as an observer. I feel like we've done a very good job since really since like the end of the Reagan era of as, as American society calling the right, especially the religious right on their bullshit. Okay. Of, of the overly conservative view of homosexuality, of, of abortion, whatever it may be. We have done a good job of trying to regulate that through our own society for some reason. Democrats, not even just to the left, just Democrats have gotten some weird pass when it comes to being philandering scumbags. And I yes, point because, out because Clinton, because sla- ego, Clinton slash Kennedy slash Gavin Newsom. Slash, you can, I can just I go mean, down can, the can, line. Kennedy and Clinton are the absolute like po- uh, two poster ca- boys. Two yeah. candidates, maybe three. I don't know, but certainly two of the Kennedys and Clinton. That behavior. And uh, I delicious. killed a bitch. You got to look yeah. at that behavior and go, how right. – how is that okay with women? How is that stuff okay in any way? The stuff that John F. Kennedy said to women. Oh, I, I mean, you want to take you want to take Academy Awards away from actors and actresses or producers for some of the things they've done. 
I don't. I know. I, I'm not advocating. I I'm had a saying. secret entrance for Poontang in well, the White remember House. Remember that woman in Era. the pool that he just said, "Go over there and give him yes. a blowjob." Like, like, <laughs> it's yeah. right, right, and that wouldn't happen. I, mean, I guess right now Disgusting. you would find it right. Like, but I also it's think like, that women working in politics too. They think, oh, but he's he's my senator. He's my you know. I I can't speak out against it. And why do they, they're doing it? Because I think there's a certain delusion mm-hmm. that it's happened long enough. They don't really no live different their life. than the Hollywood thing. But it, exact it is no same different. deal. But they live their life in a different on a different plane. You know, well, then they need to join the rest of us. Because they agree. are the representatives of the culture and the standards, the moral standards I of our society. See, I, I, I do, I'm starting to increasingly feel like that's not true. I think that they – to say that they are the representatives of culture. No, I think that politicians on the state and federal level, they actually live on a different planet than us. And they decided they took that, that one-way ticket into uh, organized government and then they just washed their hands with regular society. And every, every one of our uh, celebrity friends drew – the on Love Line over the years, whether it was a Kid Rock all the way up to Tom Morello, whether you were extreme liberal, extreme conservative, every one of them who gave up show business to get into politics, every one of them said the same thing. They came back and they're like, "I the system's way dirtier than I thought. There's no hope. Dirt- if no. you want to make a difference, you trust me, it's not through. How about we get good people in there? Uh, yeah, maybe, well, but I'm saying but I then do. Then you I even do... get the good people in, and they're not. They get in there like, oh, this is how it works, and you think right. you're uh, electing uh, someone outside the Beltway, and that you know they get yeah. in. And I think you know? I think that they. I would just like them to treat women the way they're supposed to I, treat women, I, and 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 they are and and they are busily they are busily prosecuting the workplace. Theirs is a workplace as well. Yeah, and I just want them held to the same standard. Well, maybe That's there's all be, I want. Maybe people will be coming together, women's groups in Washington now, right? I mean, I used to- it, it, the fact that they are not and that they're pointing fingers over here is too much for me. I can't stand it. I that, that is really troubling. And and it, it a hubris is a dangerous, dangerous emotion. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a relative of envy. The two two emotions that, that bother me the most about the human being are that they're the most problematic right. or the create the most horror, hubris and envy. Those yeah. are terrible, terrible emotions and, and they people do bad things to each other as a result of it. Uh, let's see. You can check out Michael at Michael, Michael Catherwood. At Let's Mike see. Catherwood. Oh, she put Michael Catherwood. Well, at Mike Catherwood. Uh, also at KBC 790 Radio. We are there noon to three weekdays. Uh, download the podcast Sex with Emily. Hear more sex tips today. And uh, we'll see you next time. Well, one of the great parts about working in recovery is seeing former patients successfully move on. And I've had patients that have come up to me years later and uh, shake my hand and say, you know what, sometimes people are kicked out of treatment. And uh, many of these folks move on to become mental health professionals themselves. And, of course, the field of psychology is vast. The need for competent practitioners is huge. If you're considering this rewarding career, I urge you to consider the California School of Professional Psychology at Alliant University. Now, I've known them for a long time at Alliant University. I've spoken at their past events. It was founded in 1969. It's boasts an alumni network of nearly 50,000 people worldwide. And Alliant has fostered many of today's mental health pioneers, authors, and advocates. CSPP at Alliant University hosts both on-ground and online programs in business psychology, marriage and family therapy, clinical counseling. They also offer APA-accredited doctoral programs in clinical psychology that can allow for specialization in child psychology, clinical forensic psychology, and integrated psychology. And the faculty is crazy. It's made up of, of leaders and historical figures like Abraham Maslow, Carl Rogers, Victor Frankl, some of the true fathers of modern psychology. For more information, and I've worked alongside of these students as well, by the way, in the clinical setting as well as having lectured at the institution. So for more on the California School of Professional Psychology, CSPP, at Alliant, click the Alliant banner on our website or visit Alliant, A-L-L-I-A-N-T dot E-D-U, Alliant dot E-D-U. 
Remember, you can find all these podcasts at drdrew.com. The Dr. Drew Podcast, the This Life Podcast, and the Adam and Drew Podcast, which is available five days a week. Find them all on iTunes and rate us five stars. Subscribe and get it first. And if you're really happy, click on the Amazon banner at drdrew.com to help support the show. We'll thank you for it. If you join the email list via drdrew.com slash contact, we'll send you a weekly infusion newsletter with Dr. Drew's News. We're so grateful when you get in touch. We read all your emails and we'll bring you the subject matter you want to hear about. You're